0: The U.S. shoots down three UFOs over North American airspace. Why were they there, and who do they belong to? Fox News is also under fire from a lawsuit via Dominion that could cost the company over a billion dollars. What was released, and how is Fox responding? There's been a lot of news in the past week, so let's dive right in. Starting off the week, we absolutely have to address the three objects shot down over North American airspace last week. Of course, after the Chinese spy balloon was shot down just a couple of weeks ago, people are on high alert about possible unknown objects in the sky. If you haven't checked out my episode on the Chinese spy balloon, definitely check that out if you're curious. But, in case you didn't hear, last week the U.S. shot down not one, not two, but three unknown flying objects over North America. On February 10th, an unknown flying object about the size of a car was shot down off the coast of Alaska with an F-22 aircraft. This was just six days after the Chinese spy balloon was shot down off the coast of South Carolina. So of course, people are a bit concerned. Actually, I would say that's a little bit of an understatement. In fact, people were completely obsessed with this unfathomable event. It really escalated when the media started referring to the objects shot down as UFOs, which essentially just means that the U.S. is not sure what this flying object is or to whom it belongs. Now, this doesn't mean that it was an alien aircraft, but of course people had fun coming up with plenty of conspiracy theories to explain this odd occurrence. The events escalated a day later when another F-22 shot down another unknown flying object over Canadian airspace. This object was small and cylindrical in shape. And if these events couldn't get any more dramatic, a day after that, on February 12th, another UFO was shot down over Lake Huron, near Michigan's Upper Peninsula. This one had an octagonal shape, but did not have a payload. So why were all of these objects shot down so soon, while the Chinese spy balloon was able to travel across the entire continental United States before being shot down? Well, it is important to note that the Chinese spy balloon was way bigger than any of these three objects. Shooting in the Chinese spy balloon would have been way too dangerous to do, as the size of the payload was about the size of three school buses. Shooting this down would have caused miles of debris that most certainly could have hit someone on the ground or destroyed infrastructure. You get the idea. These three objects were much smaller than the Chinese spy balloon so shooting them down involved much less risk than shooting down the Chinese spy balloon required. All three of these objects were also deemed as threats to safe civilian flights, and so shooting them down immediately seemed like a good option. Now, I think the more concerning question about this event is why exactly the U.S. had to shoot down four flying objects out of our airspace in just one month. I mean, we literally never have to do this. So having to do this four times within a single month is a little bit crazy. Well, this is because after the Chinese spy balloon was shot down, the US Defense Department altered their radar filtering system in order to pick up smaller, low-speed flying objects in our space. Essentially, these were able to adjust their detection gates to pick up more objects in our airspace. Thus, they were able to pick up these three small flying objects within the newly adjusted radar system. This then begs the question, are there always this many objects flying around in our airspace that we don't know about? The answer to this is likely yes. It would be naive to assume that there are not small flying objects in our airspace at all times. But now that we can detect more of these objects, does that mean the U.S. is going to scramble the jets when any unknown flying object enters U.S. airspace? This, of course, is something that we will have to wait and see on but I think it would be reasonable to assume that the US is going to work on learning how to detect objects that need to be shot down and those that do not. Now let's move on to where exactly these objects came from and what they were used for. As I stated earlier, the US originally referred to these objects as UFOs. For a few days after the three objects were shot down, President Biden and the U.S. were completely silent on the issue. Last Monday, however, in a press briefing, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre said only that the objects showed no signs of being connected to alien or extraterrestrial activity, which, of course, was disappointing to some Americans. In the past few days, it has come to light that all of the objects that were shot down were benign. While we have not been able to retrieve the objects, and the US has called off the search for the objects off the coast of Alaska and over Lake Huron after days of searching to no avail, it is likely that these flying objects belong to f- private companies using them for private research on things like weather patterns. There is no indication that these objects were part of another Chinese spy operation. <laughs> Fox News is under fire this week after new information about the Dominion lawsuit has come to light. Dominion Voting Systems is a company based in Denver, Colorado that sells voting technology. Their voting machines were used in the 2020 election and have come under scrutiny from the far right after former President Donald Trump began to blame them for rigging the 2020 election in favor of now President Joe Biden. Many far-right Republicans in support of the big lie were making claims that Dominion had purposely changed Trump votes to Biden votes in the 2020 election. This, of course, was not true, as there still is no evidence of this over two years later. In this lawsuit, Dominion is suing Fox News and their parent company for defamation purposes, saying that Fox News deliberately spread lies about the 2020 election and gave a platform to election deniers while knowing that the election was not rigged at all. Fox, of course, is countersuing Dominion, citing that Dominion is suing only to generate headlines. The one6 $1 $1 billion dollar case is getting a ton of attention after Dominion released their bombshell of a court filing in a Delaware state court last week. The filing included texts and emails from major Fox News anchors like Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, and Laura Ingram, all of which have indicated that none of them believed that the 2020 election had been rigged in favor of President Biden. This is shocking, as Fox News has gained a reputation for being extremely conservative, and has repeatedly touted that the 2020 election was indeed rigged. Tucker Carlson reportedly texted fellow Fox News host Laura Ingram, quote, Sidney Powell is lying, by the way. I caught her. It's insane. End quote. Sydney Powell was one of Trump's many lawyers who pushed to overturn the 2020 election. She was frequently a guest on Fox News pushing these lies. Laura Ingram responded with, quote, Sidney is a complete nut. No one will work with her ditto with Rudy, end quote, in reference to Trump attorney Rudy Giuliani. There have been multiple other texts like this too, including one from Fox Corporation Chairman Rupert Murdoch, all of which proving that major Fox personalities did not believe that the election was rigged. In fact, they believed that the people spouting these lies were crazy. Despite these false claims, Fox News hosts also made it apparent that fact-checking the big lie was completely unacceptable. Fox host Tucker Carlson said in a text to Sean Hannity, quote, Please get her fired. Seriously. What the? I'm actually shocked. It needs to stop immediately. Like tonight. It's measurably hurting the company. The stock price is down. Not a joke. End quote. This was in response to Fox White House correspondent Jaquie Henrique after she had fact-checked a tweet from former President Donald Trump touting that Dominion had rigged the election. This is just one of many instances where Fox News hosts were angered by their coworkers fact-checking the election lies on the news network. White House correspondent Kristen Fisher was told she needed to do a better job of, quote, respecting our audience, end quote, after fact-checking claims by Trump lawyers Rudy Giuliani and Sidney Powell. Fox is, of course, arguably the largest conservative news network in the U.S., leading the charge for cable news networks, too. Thus, Fox has a lot of influence. However, Fox viewers also depended on Fox News to feed them information that aligns with their conservative values, something that the network has done for years. So not claiming that the election was rigged and even going as far as to say that Trump's claims about election fraud were lies would be extremely damaging to the news network. Fox host even seemed concerned that not touting the big lie would cause them to lose viewers. Their biggest concern t- seemed to be that smaller conservative news network Newsmax would surpass them in viewership. It is important to note that Newsmax is also being sued for similar claims by Smartmatic, another voting systems company. The current case against Fox News appears as if it could cause Fox a lot of damage. Fox, on the defense, is claiming that it has First Amendment rights to say what they like on their news channels. Their defense is also heavily rooted in New York's Anti-Slap Law, or SLAPP, which stands for Strategic Lawsuits Against Public Participation. This case is set to go to trial in April. In other news, on Thursday of last week, parts of a report from a Georgia grand jury investigating former President Donald Trump were made public. Trump is currently under investigation in Georgia for attempts to overturn the 2020 presidential election. According to the report, the grand jury has found no evidence of widespread voter fraud in the state. Even more interesting is that the jury also suspects that one or more of the witnesses lied during the trial. Of course, lying while under oath is perjury, and there could be charges made against these witnesses. No names were listed on this report, though. Republicans also visited the southern border with Mexico last week in an attempt to bring attention to the border crisis. Republican House Speaker Kevin McCarthy led the group consisting of four freshman Republicans, all of which flipped Democratic seats in the 2022 midterms. All of them went to the border in Arizona. This is part of an effort to force Democrats to bring more attention to the border. It is also likely the start of what may become multiple Republican hearings on the border. (music) Lastly, this week marks the one year anniversary of the war in Ukraine. Many are saying that this anniversary may very well be the inflection point in the war, as currently neither side seems to have a clear upper hand. This war has cost the lives of tens of thousands of people, both civilians and fighters, and millions of people have been displaced because of the conflict. Russia appears to be marking the date with a large offensive. We will have to see how this goes later on this week. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of The Rundown. We've discussed a lot this week, and there's certainly a lot more that will be coming out of these stories in the future. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, please consider rating us five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to learn more about these topics, check out the sources linked in the description. I'm your host, Hannah Roo, and I'll see you next week.